If you want to know what's happening on the local political landscape, Katie Wolf has it covered on 360. Everyone is listening. Mix 104.9. You are listening to Mix 104.9. Now, uh, we know that as part of this ongoing implementation of the Blue Mud Bay Implementation Action Plan, uh, the government said earlier this week that they've written to the Northern Land Council seeking to refresh long-term access agreements to popular recreational fishing areas uh, overlaying Aboriginal land in the top end. So under the Blue Mud Bay Implementation Plan, the Northern Territory and the Northern, uh, Northern Territory Government and the Northern Land Council say that they're uh, committed to a series of actions uh, to lock in long-term recreational fishing access and create new opportunities and jobs for traditional owners. Now, joining us in the studio to talk a little bit more about this situation and and how things are going at the moment is the AFAD, Amateur Fishermen's Association of the Northern Territory CEO, David Chirivolo. Good morning to you. Good morning, Katie. Now, how are things going when it comes to this agreement? Well, we're really pleased to see the development today, uh, well, yesterday, in fact, and the announcement from the Indigenous Affairs Minister and the Minister for Recreational Fishing. Uh, And what that means is that there is, uh, we understand there's an envelope of funding available for uh, long-term access uh, arrangements for some of those key fishing grounds uh, where traditional owners would like to uh, enter into an agreement in the future. And so we don't really know uh, how much funding that is that's that's been put forward or or exactly what the strings are that are attached, I guess, but at the end of the day, it's all about trying to make sure that, um, that the NLC and our fisher and all of our fishing industry work together. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Look, there's a there's an, a range of other areas across the Territory that are currently covered by long-term access agreements, yep. so places like the Daly River uh, that are Aboriginal-owned waters, uh, places like um, King Ash Bay and the MacArthur River, which again are Aboriginal-owned uh, waters and intertidal zones. There are... Um, long-term access agreements that provide a range of um, of benefits. It could be range of funding, it can be more direct funding infrastructure, that kind mm. of thing. The specific deals are between the traditional owners yep. and the government. Um, and what we understand is a similar kind of um, offers are being put on the table. And um, one thing people need to be clear about is in accordance with the Aboriginal Land Rights Act, it is up to the traditional owners to decide. But one of the things that we've been really passionate about and working behind the scenes with the government and the NLC uh, is to make sure that uh, there are offers on the table for the consideration of traditional owners yeah. and ultimately is up to them to decide. And where, I mean, from your perspective, where are things at at the moment in terms of, you know, how this, like how it's sort of played out since that announcement was made by the NLC a little bit earlier this year? Yeah, so there's been some big impacts on on recreational fishing at the start of the year, and there was a lot of you know confusion around that. Of course, we all tried to work together as best we could, but it was a, a difficult time. I think it's fair to say everyone yep. would acknowledge it was a difficult time. Um, so some areas uh, immediately from sort of from March were, were closed, and the Finnis River uh, up from about five kilometres upwards uh, from the mouth, and the Fog Bay and the the, the Little Finnis River uh, and the Mini Mini uh, were some of those areas in the east alligator with some of those yep. areas where people lost access to. Since that time, we've seen some consultations occur with uh, traditional owners. The NLC has been out there and they've reported back through the media and to yep. us that there's been some favourable outcomes for places like the East Alligator and the Mini Mini where people can access it with that registration. So they got to go yeah, onto the NLC yep. website. But unfortunately, um, from a fishing perspective, recreational fishers have not been able to access that section of the Finnis River we would normally be able to access. Uh, and so... Um, I think from the, the Minister for Recreational Fishing's comments on that media release is that uh, this envelope of funding is targeted at 
long-term agreements or agreements for the Finnis and the mini mini Merganella region. Yeah, and and you know, no doubt that that a lot of people will be quite pleased to hear that and quite well hoping that they're going to be able to access those areas that they previously had been able to. Well, look, we certainly hope that, um, yep. and you know, we certainly advocate for that. We are always respectful of the fact that it is a decision for the traditional owners, mm. but we think there can be some uh, real benefits here. Um, you know, funding for rangers to be on the water to help care uh, for country, but we've also been putting our best foot forward, corresponding with the NLC. Yep. You know, there are uh, areas like the Daly River have codes of conduct. Um, there are um, special bag limits in place for the conservation of barramundi. We've got Afant runs a tagging program which Mm -hmm. we've been doing for 20 years and we can share that information with traditional owners so we've put that forward as well as something that we'd be prepared to do Um, but obviously uh, the main negotiating partners here in fact the negotiating partners are the Territory Government uh, and the Northern Land Council Uh, and so it is pleasing to see uh, progress um, but of course we're not actually directly Mm. involved in those negotiations. Now um, how are things going with the the, you know having to register if you are heading out to some of those waterways to fish? So I'm not privy to the numbers of registrations. I've spoken to quite a few fishers who have got the registrations. I think one of the problems we had initially was that the registration didn't cover a lot of the places people actually wanted to go fishing at. Uh, I would suspect that now that the East Alligator and the Mini Mini region are covered by it, uh, and that later on in the year, especially in the build-up, we'll see a lot more fishing Mm. activity around the Mini Mini, uh, that more people will avail themselves of that. I think if the Finnis River was to come online through that kind of um, arrangement, then we would see a lot more uptake. What's the feedback been from, uh, you know, from the those that are recreational fishers, though, in terms of has it been quite an easy sort of process despite not being able to access some of those areas where they might be keen to? I think the process itself has been quite easy. I yep. think communication around the areas that um, actually is covered by the registration is something that we're working on with the NLC to make sure it's always up to date and as crystal clear as it can be. Yeah. Uh, I've been having some conversations with Marion about how we can just really optimise that. But, you know, overwhelmingly the feedback that we get is, um, and with full respect to the traditional owners who, yep. who have the right to decide who comes to visit these places, Territorians are very connected to uh, these rivers and these coastlines. They love these places. Many cases have been visiting them all their lives um, through multi-generations and a lot of people feel really hurt by that uh, loss of access. So that's why that's probably the, the number one thing that we hear from people is that they mm. that they are upset about that and they want to know if progress is being made and yep. that's why we're really hopeful uh, that um, you know progress can be made. And I think, Katie, I'd you know, really like to acknowledge that since the Blue My Bay decision in 2008, um, you know, in the 12 years years or more since then, by and large, most areas, traditional owners have continued to invite people to come and to visit. And um, so the long-term trend really has been of traditional owners sharing their country. Um, Clearly, there's a need for more negotiations. Clearly, there's some areas that are out of bounds now that weren't out of bounds until very recently. And really hoping there is opportunity for positive progress here. Yeah. What do you reckon changed? Like, you know, did something sort of change... Um, that you guys are aware of, um, you know, to 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 mean that you wouldn't be able to go to those areas that you had previously been able to, you know, like was there something that had upset the traditional owners from what your perspective? I think it's important that I don't try to put words in other yeah. people's mouths or speak for traditional owners. Um, but you know, I think anyone could imagine that if they were involved in a negotiation that they hadn't seen an outcome for for twelve mm-hmm. years, um, 
you you could imagine why someone might want to change tact in their negotiating approach. Now, I'm yeah, not saying that's yep. what's happened, um, but clearly there is a need for the government to put its best foot forward. And, you know, given how important a place like the Finnis River is to uh, recreational fishers as well as traditional owners, it really is incumbent on the government to make sure that the the offer on the table can be a creative solution and that it should be something that works for everybody. Mm. Um in all the things that I've heard, I don't think I've heard anything that would be sort of insurmountable in terms of, um, you know, if traditional owners want more involvement in management or want to be able to care for country better or, or want to make want to know better about what's happening on the river in terms of visitation. Surely we can we can work on all that stuff together, yeah. and I hope that this is an indication of a positive step in that direction. But by the sounds of it, uh, you know, our rec fishers and and our fans are well and truly there, ready to do what you can do to try and make it happen. Yeah, absolutely, in and also open to way. hear what what yeah. more we can do. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're always up for a chat. We're yeah. always uh, we're always willing to to talk. Yeah. We've met with lots of TOs over the years. We do that through the NLC. That's the appropriate way for that to happen, usually through the committee's processes. Um, but, look, we're, we're absolutely here and, and willing to, to, to talk and engage with the NLC and, and the government on this at any time as we continue to do so. Yeah. Well, David, it will be interesting to see where it all lands. Um, and we really appreciate you coming into the studio this morning to give us a bit more detail about it. Uh, David Chirivolo, CEO of AFAD, the Amateur Fishermen's Association here in the Northern Territory. Thank you. Thanks, Katie.